Welcome to another Has Discusses. We are here with Ziploc and Drew Beardsley. What are what up, you? What what's your name together? Your uh, duality, right? Yes, duality. What do you? What do you got? What do you? What can we expect from you, music-wise, in the come up? You know. And music-wise, it's uh, it's a pretty unique sound. I'd say it's a blend of like some '90s horrorcore mixed with some a lot of modern feel, maybe a bit of auto-tune stuff. Uh, it's mainly uh, the whole concept for duality and shit is like two uh, opposing views, you know? Like you always got the angel and the devil on your shoulder, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, shit, that yin-yang yeah. type shit? Exactly, the yin and yang type shit. Oh. So, you know, Zipsy is always preaching positivity. He's always preaching very smart shit, intelligent shit. And then you got Drac Hawthorne and myself over here who's been in the darkness for a while, we'll say, and fucking... Is comfortable with being in the dark and being wicked and shit like that. So you got the two conflicting uh, viewpoints, and ultimately, it's up to you though to make the decision if you're going to choose right or wrong, cha uh, chaotic or lawful, good or evil. You know what I mean? So like how Jedi just... balance within the Force, like that shit, like the exactly, light and dark side. Exactly, gray Jedi shit. Exactly, bro. Gray Jedi. So you're exactly. so Drew Beardsley. Would you say you're attuned with a lot of Star Wars lore? Uh, not not too terribly much of like the legends lore but like the main canon yeah yeah you fuck with the new mandalorian episodes i have not seen season two quite yet but i did finish up season one about a week ago and i gotta start up season two but i'm i'm very hyped for it that's that's fantastic and oh, yeah. uh ziploc do you mess with star wars uh i do but i don't i'm not really into a uh i i mean i'm not i'm, I'm not against it i'm just not into gaming or television or media or anything that normal people i guess would be entertained by i just literally create my own music and draw i find that is like the best therapy because it's something that i'm creating to make better for myself because my anxiety is so intense or so, it's so so you're saying your your therapy is creation yes it's it's productivity it's uh healthy habits i was actually watching a documentary on murder beats and he was like there's no secret to success it's just a repetitive yes a repetitive um and that it's a repetitive execution of healthy habits yes implementation of healthy habits yes so would you say that you that's what gets you going is that that yes uh, yes absolutely it's like a, a panel a positive mental attitude pma so PMA. if you're like like in arizona here in arizona like it's 117 in the summertime i'm a labor worker i work in the heat all day so when i'm out there in the heat and stuff i'm always telling my people to hydrate make sure you're drinking lots of water and keep that pma up let me see that smiles because oh, yes. they're they're digging dirt they're freaking shoveling rocks they're not loving life but at the end of the day, they're making money. So, like, I, I tell them, I, I bring that positive in, intuition to them so they don't have to stress. Because the more you stress about little little shit, it, it's like a it, – it seems to grow into worse situations. But the less you stress on, on, on stuff like that, it seems like it, it will always happen to the positivity. It's just it, – it flourishes that way, it seems like. So you flourish when you focus on spreading positive things to others? Yes. Yes, exactly. 
because like I'm not in it for the money. I'm not in it for clout. I'm not in it for fame. I'm not in it to be famous. Not in it to be known. I just want people to understand that they have the power to make their lives how they want their lives to be. They are the precursors. There is no existence but them. Like literally they were born in this world alone. They'll die alone. We all die alone. So we only have ourselves. If we don't love ourselves, if we don't have that love, that self-love, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a roller coaster, a hell of a life. Life's already a roller coaster, but like honestly, what motivates me is like I listen to these I listen to dark ass rap, all right? So the darker the rap, the more I get influenced because I could pull all the positivity from their negativity. And then I could put that positivity, put it into words and then put it to music so people could utilize that because I never had that resource growing up. I mean, hip hop was my resource to establish myself into where I am right now. And the reason why they call me Ziploc cuz I'm a beatboxer. So that that's like transcends into like really why I got into hip hop is cuz of beatboxing. Rozel, uh Dougie Fresh is like So if like electricity cut off in the world, I'd be the music. I'd be freaking the light source for people because they, they ain't got that boom box, you know? I went to jail and everyone's like, hey, can you beatbox this song? Heck yeah. I was like entertainment because they didn't have music then. It's just, we're we're like, we're, we're in these little boxes when we're born, man. And I feel like everybody has the power to break out of that little box that they're- But some they're, people don't and that's the people I got to yes. avoid or help. But it's it's hard to help someone who's trapped in that box. Uh, the closed-minded person, like the person that thinks that the only thing that their son can accomplish is playing in a sport or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I love yeah. like, I love sports. Like it's fun, but like you know, we got to break out of that. Like like yeah, exactly. in life, like I used to I used to be like a football player all the time. But like I'm trying to break out and 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 when you're surrounded by people who are not close minded people, you you grow with that person. So Yes. If, if you could only provide so much help to someone who's got that closed minded mentality and shit. Because ultimately the only person that's gonna be able to break them out of that box and break them out of that shell is themselves. Yes. So yes. you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Exactly. It's like a, a, a it's like a like they just got like a, a I hate to use the reference, but they got a uh, a missing link in a sense, and they just got to find it. And once it's found, they'll right. be able to break out of that shell. But yes, when they do break exactly. out of it, it's usually in the uh, lowest moment, the darkest moment very of their good, life. I love the pain. I love the suffering. We have to embrace yes. these suffering yep. moments, and exactly. we have to realize exactly. that when something goes away, the reason it goes away is because inevitably everything in our lives is temporary. Uh, yes. Isn't that the Freaking truth, though? Like you, beautiful, I, I, bro. I love to wake up in the morning and think it's temporary. Everything's temporary. Like yes, exactly. Like tomorrow's not promised. It's not yesterday's not today. Today's yesterday's. It's yeah. They hear yesterday's a hi uh, history. Tomorrow's a mystery. But today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like 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 um, before. I mean, I'm not saying, um enlightened or whatever like i don't like that term i don't like when people right. like just say when people like are more comfortable with themselves when somebody sees someone that's more comfortable than them they feel like 
threatened. a mixture of jealous and hate, which or threatened. Yes, yes. yes. So exactly. did tap, did tap. Um, like I like to like compared to a year ago, like a week was close because in that week I didn't do anything. That's like a year ago, but now since I'm doing uh-huh. so much, a week feels like a year ago. Ah, oh, yes. So that's yeah. like the ultimate. That's like I'm. I'm very in the present guy, but simultaneously yes. I have to think about what's in the future a little bit, a little bit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like me. Like I, I got anxiety, and and that's why I, I understand people have issues, and I go through the same issues. Like right now, I'm like not in the right mind state for for things, but music is the only thing that like honestly i don't think anything can infiltrate music it's like i think love and music are things that nobody can infiltrate or take from me it's just because that love will never end love is unconditional so that's why i like started interning myself early on is because i knew if, if i love somebody's music and they were fucking putting all their heart and soul into their music then i knew someone later on in the and you know when i'm further on the road they'd do the same for me but it's even if they don't uh, i don't know where i'm going with this uh it's like a uh a catch 22 kind of with the game it's like you're either going to get into it as a uh somebody that's going to help other people's or somebody that's going to help people but understand where they're coming from so where i was getting at with my depressive and anxiety i have trickle teleomania and so what that does is it makes me pull out my eyebrows and my eyelashes and my facial hair. So I haven't shaved. Yesterday was the first time I shaved in two years. Like I le- legitimately don't grow facial hair. I used to be so quiet about this, but me as an artist, for me to express how I am truly expressing how I'm feeling, I, I pull my hair out to control the anxiety so it doesn't get worse. So I don't do more uh, subsequential things to me. And I'm, uh, I just feel like uh, the music, that's the mu- music is a therapy for me because I'm not pulling my hair out. I'm putting what I have in my fingertips into the keyboard and that is reflecting in music tones. Yes, I so see when I draw- a lot of like, like you give these like 15, 45 second little freestyles, yes. but in such a short time, I'm trapped in, I feel that. And I want to I want to wonder like these freestyles are good and they're obviously doing pretty like a, a well on on social media but like you got like see are you in the production or anything else like mixing oh yeah any of that yes, stuff I, like do you plan is I that what you're into yeah like I, I I'm making this beat right now uh or I made this beat today I started at like a six a.m. you got fruity loops yeah I got FL twelve. Uh, but it's like I make my own beats. It's like a build-up. It... Just let it play and talk, man. We're chilling. Oh, okay, it's just okay. a hangout, you know. So, so, so like I, I'm a beatboxer. I'm a producer. I mix. I mastered. I promote people. That's what I, we got to uh, talk make... about, though. Is your promotion? I mean, I don't want yeah. to. I don't want that to fill up the whole podcast. Um, yes, yes. But. It's interesting to me that you know some of these people at such a young time. Um, yeah. So let's start. Let's go back to 2010. But um, let's just listen to your beat real quick, and then tell me the thought process behind that. Turn it up, bro. Oh, uh, it was like 
Wait, what? Oh, my thought process for this beat. So like, uh, when I make beats, it's, I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like it has to formulate into a certain spot. So normal people hear the metronome with the beat and I'm already a beatboxer. So the beat's already embedded in my soul forever. So I literally just piano roll, keystroke, I, I input every single note with my mouse clicker. I don't have any uh, MIDI controller usages. Yeah, I, look, look at this, look at this. You know, I have this, but I don't use it. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, and I, yeah. yes, I make beats because like, I'm, I, I critique albums, I love like music criticism, and I also interview a lot of artists, but like, I'm getting to a point where I wanna, I want to make what I'm critiquing constantly. So I've been in that Heck mode yeah. where there's like this indescribable feeling before you get into making a beat where you're just like, there's nothing to be said. There's nothing to be said. You're just flipping the sample. You're reversing the sample. You're either creating the melody. You're pitching things down and you're just like, yes. it's like you're in tunnel vision. It's like that exactly. that, that, that mindset, that, that short mindset. Like when I'm recording a podcast or planning to record a podcast or, you know, doing something creative i've been when you learn something new and you're able to attribute that to something that you just learned it's like this thing because i'm a i'm a fast learner like i'm not yes. trying to flex on everything but like when you know so much different things like when you I, i'm writing like one day i'm writing a movie script and one day i'm like producing some thing but straight up same over here same over here bro yeah i like i just uh i just got into like a beat production and shit like maybe two weeks ago or some shit like that but before then i've, I've always been a uh, uh a bit of a writer and shit like that i've been working on a couple screenplay ideas and shit like that for at least like a year and a half or two years now yeah but fucking, uh, I, I just feel like that attributes with uh me being like a theater and shit like that all through high school and shit like that yeah yeah like um do you say your scripts are like more and more are real life inspired or is it like, you know, or is it just like your infatuation with a lot of like genres? Like what type of screenplays do you say you write? I, I feel like it's definitely an infatuation with some genres because uh, like the two that I, that I, that I uh, mainly have been working on recently, uh, the, the first one, it's like a, uh, a horror-esque movie of sorts involving a, like a, a neighborhood of cannibals. And then I, the second one is a, uh, it's like a superhero movie that's based that that's also like a stoner comedy so it's like a oh like yes. a group of, yeah so it's like a group of nerdy friends that like own and operate and work at this comic shop and shit and by happens chance this alien strain of weed lands on the planet and one of the the uh friends smokes this weed and it accidentally gives them superpowers that they can't control jay and silent bob save the world exactly some shit like that bro Dude, exactly that's, yeah. that's so bro I'm buying okay, it. Dude. I'm buying a ticket to that, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah! But yeah, like um, yeah, I, that's oof, creative, motherfucker. Like it's not it doesn't take that much to learn something. It's less about like getting started and more about handling what you already started. Like exactly. that's the way I look at things. Like learning FL Studio, it literally takes like a month of just constant tutorials and pressing on a bunch of yeah. shit it's just pressing on stuff and eventually you get some oh, fire yeah. you know but i feel like no, what people yeah. do is they they, they learn something they make something but they're afraid to send it out to people do, are yeah you, like are you afraid of sending out to people or have you conquered that because that's what you must I, do 
Exactly. That's the big step to uh, to uh, conquer is definitely getting over that fear of uh, sending it out into the to the ether to someone else, whatever you want to call it. But I feel like more often than not, once you do send it out there, and the more frequently you do start sending shit out there, it becomes easier and easier over time. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's just fun to make stuff. But like, like sending sending people stuff is like the the boring part and that's why like but it's still cool to see people's reaction when you oh, say yeah, yeah you know like but, but like I, I, that the best part is that 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 trapping of the moment like when you're the freestyle but the boring part is posting it but the posting part yeah. is necessary it's necessary it to is. everything yeah yes that's that's how it is with all the freestyles i drop on on instagram so many people tell me yo you're dropping too many freestyles or oh there's why are you dropping so many freestyles? I do it because it's practice for my craft. I practice my craft every single day. There's not a waking moment of my life where I'm not practicing my craft. And I, I rap and, and I produce. So, like, I have to I have to implement my skill every single day in order to get better at it. In order for me to master it, I have to do it every single day. Jimi Hendrix, when he was alive, he carried his guitar everywhere he went. He went to sleep with that guitar. He freaking even took a shower with the guitar. Like, he had that on his neck until he learned that shit. And then he got to the point that he did, you know, but I, I, I uh, the music, like, production, like, I can make a beat in 10 minutes. Yeah. Real easy, but that's how I've been since I got it downloaded. Like uh, there's a couple things that I could have learned, but audio Mac literally has all my original stuff that is not critiqued fruity loop uh, mastering. It's not like me understanding, Oh, should I put this out or should I not put it out? That, that, that type of thought process. There's like 26 songs. I love seeing there. stuff on like old mixtape platforms, like really early yeah. work of people. Like a lot of um, little peeps early work is like on spin and i was i'm recently managing an artist that goes by the name of jace and what i told him is that like your stuff's not on apple and your stuff's not on spotify i know you want to do this for your february release and but but like the point is that the point isn't that i'm gonna get on apple the point is that for now i was like we got to tap into those small tiny websites that people yes. still have a love for like even though i have apple music i still love to go back to spin and listen to a lot of like, old you know tapes right, of like, like pmb rock or something like that and i that's absolutely. why as a manager i had to put them on there because there is a special place for those like that daft piff era like you can only yeah. like you can't find um like la leakers and stuff jay green's um fuck mainstream that's like one of the great yeah. greatest projects Pips ever like and it's only on like that piff and shit like you can't find it on soundcloud you can find a couple exactly. songs and the remastered versions of them but when you like, when you find like, there's just this that, little oh, yeah. glimpses of like, you can tell that it was made in this era. It was made in this type of thing. Like, while I love to focus on artists that I liked when I was like very young and see where they're at now. They're, yes. it, I like, like, I hate the people that say like, Drake was only good like when he started. Like, he still makes a right. lot of good stuff. Like, but like, I mean, I could agree they're different, but I feel like what people got to respect is other artists growth. A lot of people don't respect exactly. like you're like you might if you become huge, you might not be doing as much freestyles as you are now. But I really hope you do. But like, I, I get, get it. it. I get it. Like yeah. Trippy Red used to drop so many freestyles. Remember that one? who was like, yeah, try a little baby. You know what I mean? 
it takes time what he did is he used that freestyle in a song like you know what i mean like i'm not telling you what to do but i'm saying like people people do that shit and i'm saying people that look down on that gotta realize that there is benefits of that yes exactly especially especially if you're like uh blowing and ciphering with like homies and shit and you got like you got like recordings and shit like that on your phone of like all the ciphers and shit like that and none of it's put out you can literally just listen to it back and like pick out the fucking sift through you know like you're paying for gold or some shit break out the golden bars and shit like that and uh and uh craft around that shit to create something that maybe wouldn't have been there before yeah like nothing's ever finished you know what i mean exactly Exactly. and what you put out isn't always going to be put finished like yes like it's just like people got to realize that like sometimes people aren't putting out a finished product i mean when an ep drops or an album drops it should be pretty finished but they got to realize like there's going to be a next if you don't like something that artist is not done you should be like they're going to drop something new and it might be good it might be bad you know what i mean yes like people people that look down on pegasus should be like not be they shouldn't be like oh i hate pegasus it's the new trippy red album they should be like oh i can't wait for neon shark i wonder if it will be better you know what i mean yeah that's that positive energy that we got to get out but i feel like it is criticism is good but it should be more growthful like it should be like exactly less bias exactly it should be constructive so that yes that way you don't uh it doesn't tear down the person it helps them build up into the person that they can become yeah like yes. i actually just reviewed my um my client's album jace i reviewed his album triple x and a title of one of the songs was fuck love and i told him and in the in the interview i mean in the review i was like the song is good he flows on the melody but the title is a very overstated statement and it's sort yes. of annoying to see absolutely like, like but people but like, even got it tatted on their skin sometimes yeah yeah like i was like i liked I, I don't it's such a simple thing nitpick but then i was like yeah. the song was really good very memorable the the hook was actually fantastic the subject matter was relatable but the title it's gonna have a stimulus it's gonna have a stimulated like when someone sees it they're gonna like yeah, they don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to click on that. They're like, "Oh, I seen that already. I don't want to listen to that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but then I, but yeah. then I just went on and I was, I didn't make that the whole interview. The rest of the, yeah. I mean, I didn't make that the whole review. I was like, okay, check out this, the part of the, this song called like, all right, this song called that, this song called that. I was like, point out the, point out the um, positives, as much or, if not more than the negatives. Yes. Yeah. So it's more constructive than it is breaking it down. Yeah, that's what constructive is, is is a balance of positive and negative. And what your music group will represent is the yin slash yang type shit. Yeah, duality. We got to bring it back. So is the music group called duality or is it? Yes. Yes, it's it's called duality. Or is but what will the uh, EP or future Uh, release? Uh, the EP is going to be called Vibe, which stands for Violently Intoxicated Beyond Ether. Damn, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's fire. You got to be like, yeah. you gotta, but you got to be like V.I.B. Yeah, 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 good, yeah. good. Yeah. And then, and then it's, uh, it's spelled across Vibe, and then it's spelled downward. It's like Violently Intoxicated Beyond Ether. That's fire, bro. The, um, conceptually, you guys are 
you try a lot conceptually which is very good but i can't wait to see what the actual content is and all that and i'll definitely have to review something but let's get into let's get into um you in 2010 man uh your promotion oh yeah like Ziploc, we gotta hear about that. We gotta hear about the artists right. you promoted. What your what the promotion actually is? You know, going out, just go. So so like uh so what I am I'm an internet promoter so sort of say so since Corona hit internet that's what how people get their name out they they advertise by online it's not billboard because billboards don't work as well because people aren't traveling because the whole you know uh, travel ban had hadn't gone popping. Uh, what I am a I'm an internet promoter so I promote on instagram twitter facebook anything basically that has a social appearance a social awareness where people could find things that they normally can't find in the world wide web they they go to those types of websites that's where i put the music onto so uh 2010 was the first start off of that i i look at it as a internship kind of like apprentice like you know apprenticeship whatever but it's like intern i intern myself for the underground to understand what the game was uh, without basically having to go to school for it and paying for it. So I like entering myself out of love and respect. And I know uh, in, in any, uh, you know, game you get into, you have to have that loyalty because in order to get that loyalty, you got to show that respect and it just feeds itself on and on and on. So basically Raider clan, I started with Raider clan. Uh, my homie, Kevin Lerma showed me uh space goes perps. Where were you Goals based Perfect at camp. the time? I was in Phoenix, Arizona at the time. All right. I lived in uh, Phoenix for like 12 years. I was born in Arizona, uh, born and raised. I lived in Colorado for like five years. Colorado is actually the place I learned how to beatbox and rap when I was 13 years old. Uh, I'll be 31 on the 25th of this month. And, and uh, but Raider Clan, uh, Space Goes Perp, like I heard him and I'm like, man, this dude's fucking like, he's bringing like old school 3-6 before asap rocky blew up because asap rocky he blew up because he basically took the style of what space ghost perp was putting out through raider clan and he took that style and just made it his own and that's what asap mob is so that's the beef between raider clan and asap mob is basically he did him wrong stole a style that uh space ghost perp was obviously you know the raider clan was uh, a bump in movement yeah, ASAP came through and then kind of like uh, that he funk. gave him a few beats. Yeah, that funk, exactly that 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 funk, P H O N K. And so like that's what got me into the underground is that P O N P H O N K. But from Raider Clan, it, it was like to, to from 2010 to 2012. So I uh, promoted Denzel Curry, but he wasn't Denzel Curry back then. He was Aquarius Killer 64. And uh, I helped him get to the XXL uh, cipher in 2016. So where where he's like uh, rapping with uh, let's see, Kodak Black's in that cipher. Uzi, uh, Yadi, yeah, like, uh, yeah, 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 Yadi's in that, and uh, uh, Twenty One Savage is in that too. Yeah, yeah. So like I, uh, how'd you I, get I him to get was... on XXL though? Like uh, what what you do is you vote. So like uh, when XXL looks for new people to cipher on their magazine or to uh, feature on their cover, they have these contests and the people that are fans of these artists uh, put their links of the artists into those type of 
things. So it's literally the fans showing who they want to be on the on the magazine next. So you what like I did consistently... is I, I I consistently promoted, told other people to vote for uh, Denzel Curry. Like you're stupid if you don't, because it that's why you know this is the underground man. Like you have to respect this guy because he's he's fucking speaking truth. Like because I was real Raider clan, uh, super intense. Like if you look on my Facebook today, I I just recently seen one. Uh, one of those memory posts from seven years ago and it was a Raider clan post and it was like stay calm be a Raider you know it was like you know <laughs> yeah that's funny um, so, so uh, what other Raider clan artists were you interested uh, in Young Simmy's dope I just like uh, I kind of fell off with him when he dropped that uh, when I'm bored song because like I mean it's a dope song I get it I mean it's catchy the cadence it's about doing shit when you're bored, but it just was really boring to me, honestly. But Young Simmy's tight. Uh, uh, Amber London, she's like the firest uh, female MC out of Texas. She's like got hood, more than hood's got hood on hood itself, you know what I'm saying? But she's more real and street with it, and she's pretty. She's not like a, a whoremongering. She's not trying to put her attributes of her physical uh self she's not a pussy rapper stuff. yeah yeah she's not a pussy rapper she she literally knows the streets and that's fucking sick she's always wearing all overalls so like you know it's oh, like nice that's actually yeah. pretty like i like that style um was jay green a member of raider clan like officially or was he just he, that's true right he, I, I yeah, I'm more than 100 percent positive because he he and, and uh space goes first were affiliated uh, I know Jay Green was actually signed to uh, the same. He produced for Juicy J and DJ Paul, and they yeah I on the Mafia think, Six. Yeah, Mafia Six or uh, Three Six Mafia. Yes, uh, I think uh, from what I know, the knowledge that I know, I know that Jay Green's a protege of DJ Paul and Juicy J because they were the ones that trained Juicy uh, Jay Green into knowing the fundamental fundamentals of the game because there is some shit that happened in between him and uh you know because he didn't know exactly what the game was and so they looked at him like who's this guy you know like young guns but that's how i feel right now and some things that had happened recently but jay green i know that he was an a uh, member I'm not. I, I can't. I, I can't even give you an honest answer to that because I don't want to say something that I don't know any. Heavily affiliated about. and used their terminology and collaborated with them on a lot of songs, but at the same time was with Three Six Mafia and a protege of them, basically. Yes. So you said that you exactly. found him when he was hungry. Tell us about finding yeah. Jay Green when he was hungry. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Like I, I asked him, what motivates you to keep making this music? In person or I, over text? Over. Uh, facebook messenger about pro promotion I, and stuff yeah promotion it was uh yeah. 2012 i just was like hey man this is coming from me i'm a fan of you i really like your music i just want to appreciate you uh and then i just want to ask a question what motivates you to make music every day and he said being broke he doesn't want to be broke anymore and so i was like man i fucking i dig that and so three years later 2015 rolls around he's like we're calling upon all people that want to be in schema posse or street schemas, which is promotion teams, like uh, street promotion teams. And so I was like, I'll, 
uh, I messaged him and the last message that I sent was from 2012. So he probably saw that message and he's like, heck yeah, you're in this for sure. Cause I've always been supporting him and talking to him about all of his good music that he recently dropped, like a uh, sap two. It's like the second part to the ASAP. Cause he's talking about ASAP Rocky because he was friends with space Ghost perp. And now they're foes because they beef, they had a beef and a fallout. And yes. during that beef and fallout is when I left Raider clan because I couldn't really represent space Ghost perp anymore or anything he had to represent when he was talking shit about my homies. And my homies at the time, they were DJ Killer C, and he put out Pistol Grip. He produced Pistol Grip for Nell and Rail, and that's what that's like one of the biggest hits that got Raider Clan into rotation was Pistol Grip. So like, uh, it it just trips me out. So like in, in that time, Space Ghost Bird was beefing with DJ Killer C, and Jay Green, and uh, all these people of Schema and there's just this nuisance going on and I was backing up Jay Green because I fucked with Jay Green more than I did Space Ghost Perp at the time because I felt more like from Memphis. Memphis is my main influence. Like uh, ICP and uh, Three Six Mafia. When I was 13 years old, that's when I learned to beatbox. So that's when I learned to rap. Those are the two groups that, and Tech Nine, three groups that stuck with me till this day. And whoever talks ish about like technicians or Tech Nine, they don't know they don't know Tech Nine. It's like it's it's a love for him. They see the newer versions, et cetera, type of things. But uh, I know I'm going way off subject and everything. This is fantastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> this will be added into the history books of music. Like if there's a textbook about like this, will be cited. Heck yes. About, heck yes. Yeah, Memphis has cl- had a clear impact. I feel like what a lot of people see on the charts are clones yes. exactly they're all clones i love the baby but he's a mixture of future and young thug yes and young and, and young thug is a um mixture of gucci main and lil wayne ah and exactly. then gucci main easy well, nah gucci main started his own shit i mean but he did yeah. but he pulled from the sound which is the um the yeah. south the, the south the Memphis sound the heavy emphasis on cowbell and hi hats instead of yeah. that boom bap I love me some boom bap Heck yeah, I think for modern mean- when I get to when I want to get into boom bap in the modern age what I like to aim for is a sort of Nas is good still he's yes. fantastic still absolutely Freddie Gibbs Freddie Gibbs yeah. And Benny the Butcher and most of Griselda is just fantastic. But if I want that Memphis sound, that funk, I'm going to go to Jay Green in the present, Semper in the present, most schema members in the present. They're still consistently putting out content that is fantastic. And I feel like what Memphis rap did is it, it, um, Members of that Memphis sound, such as Jay Green, found a young Lil Peep, a young Ghost Mane. Lil Peep yes. and Ghost Mane, you've had a couple interactions with them. Let's get into that. Because that's, they're, they're probably, Ghost Mane and Lil Peep, Juice and X, they pulled from them. I love them. I love Juice and X. But I feel like Lil Peep is the best representation of what emo rap is and can ever be. 
absolutely 100 percent 100 percent agree bro like I, I, there's nothing that can top that so Lil peep uh, 2015 he hit me up on twitter he, he said hey man i just wanted to give you a big huge thank you because i hadn't had this much support ever in my entire music career period and i i'm gonna follow you because i support you for supporting me so to this day Lil peep still follows me on twitter but I don't like to use that as like a, a, a way to be over anybody. I just know I was in that, that, that period of time. So when people were saying, Oh, the Raider clan days or schema posse days or stuff like that. But little people was like a brother to me. Like he was like more of like a, 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 a brother, like anybody. I think he was everybody's brother, everybody's brother, friend, a mentor, like, a good soul like all in all like i had nothing against him whatsoever because uh for my background like he was bisexual so like there's a lot of lbgt communities out there i'm for that community because my mom's lesbian so when people like oh i don't like him because he's bisexual you could fuck off with that shit because i don't i don't put up with homophobic and homophobia it's just it really gets under my skin that shit, not- yeah i hate that shit as well um, yeah. and it's just like, I hate seeing accounts that are, that will show a picture of a transgender person and say, these are the people that listen to little peep. Yeah. Like, how is that? Ne- like, and they, but the way they say it and the way they type it, you know, they have a negative connotation. Yeah, absolutely. Like when they point out something that obvious, it's a negative connotation. It's that that negativity that they harbor inside. Yes, projecting it outward. Like they're they 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 are gay themselves, and they hate that they're gay, so they can't open the world, and so you know they gotta bash other gays about it. It's like the it's what we, it's like what least. we were talking about earlier is when uncomfortable people when uncomfortable people see people comfortable, they get stressed out. Bros, are you there? Hello. Oh, there you go. So when I'm saying yes, I'm here. When uncomfortable people see people that are comfortable, they get stressed yes. out. Uh, and that's what a, that's what yes. an angry straight person sees when they see a member of the LGBTQ community. Yes. Dude, that is freaking awesome. You're beautiful soul, man. You uh, high five again through the internet. Yeah. High five. Like yeah, virtual high five. Fucking amen. Um Yeah, so so Ghost Man, would you would you how like what you what what is a street promoter mean or a street schema mean? I mean, I know you told me about this earlier, but like prior to the, when we started recording, but you just like consistently send people links or you tell people and shit. Essentially, yes. Essentially, yes. That's what it is. But say like a say you're a new artist and you you're trying to get promoted, and you don't have anybody to promote you. You drop a song. I I'll be that guy to promote your song before you even get a chance to promote your own music. Many occasions I've done that. That I, I've uh, I'm like, oh I like uh, I had a few artists tell me, oh I just dropped a song. Oh yeah, I already reposted it. I favorited it. I got it on Twitter. I got it on Facebook. I put it over here on uh, Instagram. It's here and here. And he's like, what the hell? I haven't even had a chance to to promote it myself. That's that's the type of shit that like I'm willing to do that for other people. That gets you going. Yeah, it gets me going. It make it, it feeds that hip hop, that culture of hip hop, because that's what it's based on, man. You seem it's to be entwined on... with the culture, yes. in in because cult- you you the way you were describing hip hop is that it's not just a type of music. It's an it's a lifestyle. It's an attitude. It's it's a, it's, it's a yes, um, it's, yeah, subculture. 
it's who so you are. Crazy. Like, I was married for 10 years before. I know it's crazy. I look young as hell, but I was married for like 10 years. And it was funny because, like, uh, I would get in argumentations. And, and instead of like fighting normally, I would think, wouldn't it be cool if I just freestyle battled her? And then it would beat, <laughs> it'd make me feel like so good because she could never top that. <laughs> like in an argumentation scenario type thing. But that was like life in general. Like my parents, when they grounded me, they didn't take me away from my friends. They didn't take me away from uh, doing this or that. They took my music away because they knew exactly what the the hell would affect me oh, most. That's a so strong they were like, yes. statement they were, about your attachment to music and i mean attachment to music in the best possible way yes because that shows appreciation it shows connection you know we we flock and also shows that like you got a good connection with that music shit and i'm excited to hear a lot from you we're gonna do a freestyle later i feel like we still got a lot of ground to cover so after sort of um schema kind of disbanded and the whole like a lot of things oh, were yeah. disbanding and that what Adam were you doing 20, from like 20 uh 17 to like present recently like what's inspired you to get going with all these freestyles and and, uh, and whatnot well like for me i love freestyling because i just i just like doing it ask drock every single day i'm putting a freestyle on on live facebook live instagram I do it just because I like I like to freestyle and uh, ironically enough, uh, the past two years, three years, what I've been doing is polishing my craft, writing bars better. I give a big shout out to Nemesis Rick Almeida, member of Schema Posse, because I look at him as Dr. Dre does to Eminem. Do- like Dr. Dre taught Eminem how to count beats through the metronome. That's why. Eminem got so uh, so good with his uh, cadence and his flow because he understood counting. Now, as a beatboxer, metronoming is always in my head. So I'm like, I could uh, do Iron Man. <laughs> Just off the top of a dime. And I don't even have to think about it because it's always there in, in my yeah. brain sort of thing. So you know so that 4-4 like, uh, or whatever they call it? Yes, yes. I'm that, taking uh, music theory right now. I'm gonna keep it a stack with you. So like I'm, like in school and shit. I'm like you know, it's just like it's a lot of complicated stuff. But like why I like I value the whole music theory aspect of music. I love that feeling like where there's no technical words to describe when you open FL Studio and you're starting something and you're adding yeah. a hi hat here, you're adding a snare here, you're adding a cowbell here. It's just this beautiful process yes. and shit. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, it's like a. I look at FL as like a digital way for me to beatbox because when I beatbox, I'm like doing all the sounds that I could literally make into FL Studio. So when I make a beat, why it doesn't take very long at all is because I'm already like I already had that beat in, in my head or I know exactly where the harmonization of the rhythm is supposed to be. Because yeah. I I was recently diagnosed with autism. And, and it makes so much sense to me now than it did before because that's really the obsession of hip hop. That's why I have such an uh, obsession of it because uh, it's Asperger's, it's auto-functioning. So like I, I could, you know, I live in my own place. I have a car, I have my license. I could function humanly, but there's just a specific subject that I'm focused on and that's hip hop. But uh, I feel like uh, I lost my, my train of thought. What was it going with that? 
you were just saying FL Studio is like a digital way to beatbox. Oh yes, yes, yes. It, it's I I agree with you 100%. Like as soon as I like think about oh yeah I got FL I can make a beat when I feel down or like sad or something when I make a beat like you know what I mean like it's just it, it just you're like go hey, you yeah. just go you attack yeah. the predator yeah, and, then, and the prey figuratively yeah. anyways but but like like the thing like I love hearing what if Mozart had FL Studio that shows oh, how powerful man. a piece of software is does that mean it's just a simple statement simple statement that means so much you know what i mean absolutely like 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 uh because he he had uh he felt the sound he didn't hear the sound so like the feeling of the sound it that's like kind of when i beatbox i feel the beat and that's how i beatbox it's like a feeling from within but the thing is about that feeling is that the people that listen when we all die will get that and i feel like that's the ultimate achievement is creating yeah. a timeless piece of work like most of the little peeps work timeless yes timeless forever timeless like california nope. world makes me feel oh, like the summer like it just made like when it's like i love when music sounds like a, a, a season you know what i mean like what, yes. what's your favorite type of music that like feels like a season uh r&b honestly r&b like uh sounds like winter would you say yeah uh, I would say it sounds like Valentine's Day, or yeah, winter spring. Yeah, winter spring. Yeah, winter winter March. Yeah, spring. What R and B do you look up to? Modern uh, and past. I like Aaliyah a lot. I have a lot of respect for Aaliyah. Uh, there's another artist that I, I can't think of. I have his face and his hair in my head, but I can't think of his. He's got a song with a, uh, Sir S I R. Have you heard of him? He's got a song with uh, Kendrick Lamar. It's called uh, Hair Down. It's a very good song if you want to check out uh, new R&B if you haven't heard him. I think he is signed to... Uh, I want to say Universal, but I think I'm wrong. Universal, I think. Uh, no, I, I, I thought he was on a Kendrick's label. Oh, fuck, yeah. Uh, TDE. TDE. I think he's a TDE artist. I could be completely wrong. I'm probably wrong. But Sir, it's like capital, it's lowercase. Yeah, S-I-R, capital S and R. Yes. That's the R&B artist you're talking about? Yes, yes. He, he's He's got some flame. It's like a, I don't know, it's like a, he's got the 90s vibe to him. And then he's got, he's got the, the modern culture. So he's like talking about what's going on today. But it, He's relating to it to how his girls or girlfriend is or was as the same frame as like a '90s R&B classic. Like yeah. I don't know, I don't know how to even explain it, but yeah. um, that song. Yeah, I'll definitely check it but out. That, oh yeah, it's true, true. Um, yeah. So like, I don't know. If I were to get mine, I'd say modern R&B. Uh, Anderson Pack. Um, the weekend, yes, Drizzy, Bryson Teller. Um, shoot, 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 shoot. Let me think of someone else. These are that sounds very mainstream, but I just just top of my head, bro. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, it's, it's all good. I I fuck with them all. Like uh, music's music. Like uh, Drake. I honestly used. I mean, I I don't know. I just had this 
intenseness against Drake, but I'm not hating because I learned later on. I mean, recently I learned in life, you can't really like put that anguish onto somebody because honestly, it's just going to come back to what you do. So if I'm going to hate something of, because of they're doing something a specific way, it's just me dissing on my own craft. I can't, I can't hate on anybody because I'm an artist myself. He's an artist. Yeah. So why am I going to hate him for, for putting out music? Cause he got influenced by the same people as I did. Like he got influenced from Wu-Tang. So he put out that Wu-Tang, even though Wu-Tang. And he loves Aaliyah. He loves Aaliyah. Yeah. And loves Aaliyah. And so like, like there's more and more things I learned from him that I like, I fuck with more, but I used to not, I used to strictly be underground and not industry, but as an artist growing up, maturing, it's important to know uh, all aspects of the game. It's it's not just what you think the niche should be perfect for you, but it's understanding and grasping it all. Because everything's yeah. all like, it, it's it's a universal love. That That's why I say I put so much love in the world because like that, that love that's never ending, it, it it can't be taken from me. Nobody could take this love that I have for other people ever. Nobody could ever take, like, break that. No deity, no demon, no angel, no God, no nothing until I die. And then I, it carries on with me forever. What is I like to music? say is, like, I have, um, I'm starting up a new podcast called The Splashcast with My Cast. And the tagline of it is treating underground music as if it were mainstream. Yes. That's fucking dope. Heck yes. That's, that's and that's <laughs> like my fourth podcast. I'm gonna be running. Uh, I run four at the same time. I run Hascast. This has discusses commenting on comments, and I'm gonna do the Splashcast. Um, yeah. but yeah. like that's the mentality I like to have with music. Is like Absolutely. I want to have Twenty One Savage on the playlist, but I also want to have Thank Sempra you. on the playlist. Dude, that's what I'm saying. That's 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 how I am. I. Uh, I recently broadened my horizons and I didn't want to really uh, just keep my only things that I could get out of the hip hop game, that only specific box. I want it to be everything. Like everything you is wanna have, to you wanna have a storage of you wanna have a storage unit based out of you wanna have a storage unit with many different boxes in it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not just one specific little niche or you know. Well now let me let me, let me I was thinking of something real quick, just a little thought. When you're out of the box, you only want to when you're when you're out of the box. It's mainly because you discover something about yourself. When you uh, discover that thing, you cling to that discovery. You never want to discover something else. So you're saying that when you discovered this new thing, this great thing, which was underground music, you wanted to you you left that to go back and discover. Yes. Something else. Yes. Yes. I. Uh... Like uh, the underground, honestly, I I, uh, I literally look at the underground like 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 this. It's so it's a it's a place for you to intern yourself. If people f with you, they f with you. If they don't, they don't. But the underground is a place where you could always fall back to unless you really f up. You you have to really completely do something terrible to get uh, like banned from the underground, basically. Yeah. So. The understanding of the underground is why I did what I did. In so, like, ASAP Rocky will never be in the back in the underground again. Never again, no, because he stole from the underground. So, what he's living off of is literally somebody else's goal, somebody else's dream, and he's just living on it. <clears throat> I'm not gonna disrespect him, and say he's not a good artist, because he's very intelligent, because he speaks very proper in public 
you know, situations, he could, uh, I don't know. It's just, there's, there's certain things that people judge on certain people, but it's, it could be the people that are above them that are really con- in control of that artist. So they could always be reflecting what their artist or, you know, their people are putting onto them. That's why I like the underground. Cause you don't have all that unnecessary uh, uh, feedback, but I would like to have a manager one, one day or yeah. another because I, I there is a lot of unnecessary focus. things you have to deal with such as promotion I mean like promotion's fun it is a fun thing yeah. to do but I like to promote like, as a manager he focuses on the creative stuff yes I focus on the important stuff that he doesn't have to deal with uh, so like you need to find someone that you trust with that luckily yes, I yes. luckily with this guy Jace I interviewed him in like early September or something. But like after that interview, I was on constant base with him and he became like a friend to me. So I was like, all right, yeah. let's, um, he was like, you gotta be, he was like, and I got him three features just out of uh purely wanting to see him work with this person. I was like, you should work with this guy. You should work with this guy. You should work with this guy. He set it up. Then he was like, you already sent me up with three features. You should be my manager. And then like, you know, that's what I'm trying to do with him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So like you gotta if you want a manager you gotta find someone that trusts that you already know has helped you already a little bit but then you can figure out then they want to figure out how to um help you even more. Yes, exactly. And I, uh, I've always been a workaholic my whole life like literally nine to five workaholic. Uh, corona hit and now I'm like I don't want to work a nine to five I just want to do what what I was born to do and you know the message of the music the hip hop to move souls. I feel like I was put on earth to move people, to help them understand that we are on the same plane and we can help ourselves if we believe it, basically. And so since then, I just fundamentally, my uh, Spotify, that's how it's listed as, my, my whole doctrine is to bring the positivity back to the power of the people because that's what people lose. They lose their power of positivity and it's always there. It's just how they're portraying it. Like, I got depression and anxiety. Robin Williams, he was a comedian for life, and he had depression. Like, he had crippling depression. Yeah. There's things like, like, I can't stop and I can't control, but if I could help myself, I know that I could help somebody else help themselves because that's all it took is for me to help myself. So the message, thoughts become things, that's what you receive. That's the whole, that's Ziploc right there. That's Ziploc keeping it fresh. Because they don't want to be stale, yes. full yes. of like, like gas, like carbon monoxide and like poisonous entities, all this like stress and drama and oh, what does this person think about me and all that? It's it's everything's alpha, man. Like there's no beta that's around us. It's all alpha. And if we see the A, B, Cs or the one, two, threes, not the three, two, ones, because looking backwards is not looking forwards. You don't. Yes. That's not. It's crochet dude. that on a fucking pillow, bro. Heck <laughs> yes. Looking backwards, looking Yes. Yeah. Anyways, um, we got to talk to Drew Beardsley. We got to ask him how did he meet this spiritual figure? This uh, that is Ziploc. That well, that uh, that fucking happened because uh, I moved out of my uh, my home state in like my uh, my main home city of like uh, Fullerton, California in like April of this year, moved out to Lake Havasu, uh, moved in with one of my uh, high school friends who lives out in the area and shit. And fucking Zip was working at the gas station, like right down the road. And fucking coincidentally, I was like, 
hey, do you know where I could get some fucking herb in this town? Because your hey, boy man. needs to fucking smoke. Exactly. And and I was, and he was like, are you a cop? And I was like, <laughs> fuck no. And then we got to talking because he was on his break and shit. And he was like, are you into music? And I was like, fuck yeah. I've always wanted to like record and shit. I've been writing since I was like 13, but I never like recorded or nothing like that. I started naming off artists that I was into, you know, like fucking Denzel Curry, fucking G59, fucking... Jay Green, motherfucking ICP, Tech Nine, whole bunch of shit. And Zip was like, oh, wait, you know, like underground, underground. And he was like, I'm like, I know like Mac Dre underground. And he was like, you're fucking in for life. You're fucking dead set. You're my new friend. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. Um, yeah. yeah, were you like, have you, do you have any released work prior to meeting him or did he like get you in everything? Uh, I, I haven't I haven't recorded or nothing like that before meeting Zip and shit. Just had a bunch of writing and uh, some beats that I was sitting on and shit. But fucking, he li- uh, coincidentally and shit, he lived like 500 feet right up the road from me. And I was like, word. So I got a homie who lives very close, who's dedicated to w- making music, which is what I've wanted to do my whole life. So it just all seemed to link up and work uh, very well. I did my first recording in like March. No, March. April, April, May. So April, May, yeah. yeah, May, May. When did you meet up with him? Like initially, like the year. I wanted uh, this year. This year it was like April seventeenth ish, right around there. Those were the April fucking dark times, man. Yeah, God exactly. Damn, bro. I, dude, dude, in the in, in as I call it, the dark ages uh, <laughs> of April of this year. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, this yeah. shit's so ass. But whatever, man. We're here. Exactly. We're trying. We're, we're, we're present. And you know what? There's only, you know, like a little over a month left of this year. And then we're on to bigger and better things next year, you know? We ain't and then we about... take mass-produced needles and everything's normal, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. Just take mass. Yeah, get microchipped real quick. and uh, let, I don't let care. I take that. I don't, I'm don't. i not anti-vax. <laughs> Fuck it. Whatever. Just give me back to normal, bro. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just give me a time machine. Fuck, I'll take that at this instance. <laughs> but yeah, when we, when we get these mass-produced needles, um, you know... If they, if they enslave us in martial law, then we'll just start a revolution like we always do. Exactly. So, like, if we end up being taken over by the New World Order, then we'll just start a revolution. Simple as that, you know? It's very, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. I love that shit. I love the conspiracy theory shit. It's funny to me. Like, oh, I don't yeah, believe dude. it all, but, like, it's funny. I don't, I don't believe all of it, but, I mean, some of it I'm like, damn. Okay, these guys put some thought into this shit. <laughs> like, Epstein, there is definitely something there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. definitely a hundred percent some shit there. Like some JFK, definitely something there. Definitely some shit there. Definitely a hundred percent. Like the way I describe the JFK thing. Like the way I describe the JFK thing real quick. In the video, <laughs> like in the video when he gets shot, he moves backwards. He does this, mm-hmm. but he got shot from the back. When you get shot yeah. from the back, you go forward. Forward, exactly. Well, that's exactly. what they say. He got shot from the back. But realistically, if you get shot from the front, you're going to go like this. You're going to go back. Exactly. You're going to do exactly that right there. Yep. But then they said it was a magic bullet. No, a magic bullet. That bounced off his jawbone, then bounced <laughs> off his head bone, then bounced out of his other hole. Yeah. It sounds like that one. It's just like, like common sense, but at times shots are weird. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like whatever, that, man. It's just yeah. like we're made. You seem like you're making a lot of stuff when we're trapped in this horrible time. And, oh yeah, and, definitely. What were you Fucking doing prior up. to like when you uh, before prior, you met him? Like, what were you just doing? Like, you know, uh, prior to that, I was just like uh, working and shit, uh, doing uh, doing cook work at different locations, like a taco truck and a McDonald's, shit like that. 
fucking I'd been writing like I, I had said since like 13. Uh, I've been singing since like uh, 13. Also, I was in like choir and theater and shit in middle school, and then started like really trying to like formulate a sound and like figured out I could actually like rap and shit when I was like 15 and then just started recording uh this year in 2020 and shit so slowly but surely everything's been progressing and shit but I got like ideas for music screenplays like I briefly mentioned earlier I got like podcast ideas uh I play Dungeons and Dragons with some homies and shit and I think that'd be a pretty cool podcast type type thing yeah like Dude, yeah. podcasts are so e- easy. If, like, if you want to start one, and um, just use Anchor. It's free and shit. And, and then I know, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm a, plugging a sponsor, but like <laughs> you know, it's just like all you need is a microphone and a camera, and you're good. You know. But I don't. You know, you it's just you? easy shit. But anyway, that's that's fine. You, you hear that, viewers? Viewers, all you need is a microphone and a plug, and go and download Anchor today. Not a sponsor. <laughs> It's a sponsor, actually. Oh, it is a sponsor. Okay, sponsor. But there you but, go. but no, but like a little audio clip plays like later after this is whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? But you know. But um, yeah. What do you guys plan on doing tonight after the interview wraps up, man? Oh uh, man, we got uh we got one more track. I think that we got to lay down some vocals for for the uh, that EP that vibe EP, and then we got some uh we got to mix and master it over uh the next like month and a half or so a little bit a little bit of time to mix and master and make sure everything's good put out a single get some more hype out for that and then uh the release date for that shit should be uh 010121 so the first day of the next year that's fire man yeah 010121 yeah and if you uh which is really cool zip fucking was uh going in on this like on a uh on the live stream once but 010121 is like a representation of duality in itself because you got the two zero one and zero ones but you also got the two one representing two ones and the two ones prior before it right yeah right? yeah that's what i'm saying bro dude <laughs> Mind gonna, got anybody, anybody listening or watching is like gonna float right now after hearing that right. knowledge got the galaxy brain right there They're you know just like, Whoa. <laughs> that's some knowledge right there right yeah knowledge, bro. that's the that's fire man this is I feel like a lot of people could take a lot of stuff away from this interview. Oh, yeah, Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, um, no problem, bro. Thank you. Thank you for uh, taking the time out and talking to us. And heck shit. yeah. And shit's always cool. And uh, stick around after I'm done ending the recording and shit. Um, but I feel like that's all we had to cover. Um, greetings. We're going to have an exclusive freestyle from Ziploc. This is a beat from Lee Rose. An artist based out of Texas, and this is a Ziploc freestyle. Kick that fucking mule. Turn it up, bro. Hey, one thing it is Ziploc. I go by Fresher Ziploc. Hey, I've been breaking through this time, and I find like positive imagery is a waste of time because people don't want to figure out how. They can better their lives cause they only stuck on negative times. Hey, I was surfing in this wave, living through this is the day that I steadily contained. Like I felt it as like flame, the big ladder fell to the drain. The sponge absorbed too much structure again. Uh, I was trying to search, but I can't find. I lost my mind somewhere and now I'm trying to rewind. So I press play, stick the tape back into the VCR so I could Cap the boat, how I just feel it like 
Everybody just tries to hate, but they can't penetrate life. Cause it's not what you make, it's just how you see in sights. Like third eyes, I have three of them. Live through how I couldn't retrieve, then I believe in them. Uh, like thoughts are always becoming these things. Ask, believe, and receive. Best believe you'll achieve anything that you want to manifest from your heart, from your third eye, to anything that you see from the start. Ziploc, I'm fresh to doing this until I just know that man controls the weather because other people don't know about chemtrails and it's not contrails because it's aluminum, barium, aerosols that are just taking us. You heard it. Um, That's fire, bro. Hey, thank you, thank you. That chemtrails line was, that was that, that we were talking about conspiracies earlier, so I understand. Yes. I understand yes. where it's coming from. Absolutely. Right. Thanks for listening or watching the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, comment. Definitely click the links to his Instagram as well as Drew Beardsky's Inst- Beardsley Instagram, all that shit. Um, and if you're listening on any podcast platforms, leave a rating. And um, see you guys in the next Has Discusses. Thanks for tuning in to another podcast released by Mike Media Incorporated. If you want to support the channel and also get some cool clothing, uh, check out uh, Good Vibes uh, Clothing's website. And uh, for a 10% discount on any of you know the clothing, um, just type in the code HASS on after checkout. Just H-A-S-S and you'll get 10% off. And also, I get some money from that and it supports the channel. If you want to go to the Good Vibes Clothing website, just go to www gvclothing.tk slash home and pick whatever clothing you want at checkout type in has in the uh, redeeming code section also if you want some necklaces bracelets and earrings at drippy lane you'll you'll get a 30% off discount on your purchase at checkout um at checkout at drippy co you will get 30% off. So just type in Drip Michael at checkout. Um, the website for this is drippylane.co slash. That's it. Thanks for tuning in. That's all the ads we got and a couple more ads coming too. Thanks for listening. Recent scientific studies have shown that the amount of bitches you'll get it will increase by 10% if you buy Mike Media Incorporated merchandise. It also has a huge Hascast logo on the back and a Mike Media Incorporated patch on the front. So click the link in the description of this video and also you can find it as the third link in my link tree and you'll get some Mike Media Incorporated merch. Get it? Get more bitches. Alright, so new patreon out and i'm not desperate for money i mean i already have a job right now i got a new job by the way but listen i'll have exclusive band videos early access behind the scenes unreleased podcasts uncut reactions to movies and albums on the patreon i only have one tier because i don't want to make because tiers like when i see a tier on patreon like i get this supreme anxiety like oh i want the expensive one oh i want the cheap one oh i want the one in the middle oh they're all money so so like it's all like it's all money being spent but i'm gonna have one tier three dollars a month and you'll get banned videos early access behind the scenes unreleased podcast for instance in june i dropped a video called common misconceptions about drake so um that video was like a cool analysis on like 
things that pe- people hate Drake for and why they shouldn't hate Drake for these things. So that got removed from YouTube. I put it on Patreon. It's out now. A couple of vi- reaction videos, such as a Fredo Bang uh, reaction video, got removed um, from YouTube. So that's going to be published soon. I'll also do some cool exclusive reaction video things. Just overall, if you if you want to check out Patreon, um, third link in my link tree and uh link below obviously thanks this next clip about the play is a instrumental created by Killzen, a friend and producer hope you enjoy this i'm gonna try and play like a little instrumental at the end of things just to kind of like lighten the mood up as you're finishing listening to this amazing podcast <laughs> 